Blog Talk Radio. All right. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today we're talking about reversing arthritis in a time of crisis. And we're going to go over this because um, whatever state your health is in now, realize that there's going to be some majorly challenging times. And if you have pain, physical, chemical, emotional pain, if your body isn't able to move because you will need to learn how to walk, you're going to need to learn to, gosh, pretty much do everything that you're supposed to. Um, it, it's You're going to be changing. Um, just think of this. If there's a crisis, like let's say um, – uh, the, the road systems are brought down because of some type of natural or economic disaster. Let's say that there's that you may have to do some gardening, so bending, turning, twisting is going to be essential for your survival. So when we're talking about joint health, this means every time you move, and there is a way, if that joint bends, if if it moves at all, you can begin to regenerate it. Uh, we're going to look at all of the details on how a joint actually is. And right now, joints do not wear out. They do not wear out. But if you compromise the blood supply or nerve supply to a joint, they will. But first, before we get into this, let's do a blast from the past. Okay, let's go back to 1941, January 1941. And it's called the Four Freedom Speech by FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And think of this. So this is 1941. We're seeing the Japanese get aggressive. We're seeing the the European, um, where there's literally war going on. And we're not really involved in it yet, except from a manufacturing standpoint. But just listen to this. So the context of the time, and see if it translates to the freedoms that we have today, and also the freedoms that are being challenged today. Now, it's called the Four Freedoms. Quote, in the future days, which we seek to make secure, we look forward to a world founded upon four essential human freedoms. The first freedom of speech and expression everywhere in the world. The second is freedom of everyone to worship God in his own way everywhere in the world. The third is freedom from want which translated into world terms means economic understandings which will secure to every nation a healthy peacetime life for its inhabitants everywhere in the world. And the fourth is freedom from fear, which translated into the world terms means a worldwide reduction in armaments to such a point that in a thorough fashion that no nation will be in a position to commit an act of physical aggression against any neighbor anywhere in the world. End of quote. I mean, brilliant. Yep, FDR knew it. Um, so now we're going to run through a little bit about what's happening today, um, and then we're going to get into the joint plan, our joint systems. Because when we're looking at how to heal joints, how to reverse arthritis, there's three stressors that affect you. Physical chemical, and emotional. And if you are living in a cave, you're going to be fine emotionally because you're there, you're alone with your family, you're going to be fine. But if you have access to social media or the government-controlled corporate media, um, you are going to be in a state of fear, of abject panic. Um, so let's just look at this. 
and we know the media is going against Sweden big time because you know they're no matter how you look at it they did not follow the world protocol and they did things the opposite of America which is a sacrilege in itself so they do need to be punished and spurned those nasty Swedes even though my dad was born there so so when we look at this Sweden how does Sweden's death rate compare to America well, honestly, if you look at all of America, all of America, it's actually a little bit higher per million. Okay, the, there are about 556 deaths per million in America. It's around 425 deaths per million as of July. The problem is that's not what the real numbers are. Okay, because if you look at New York, Okay, so all of America, and this is the 330 million Americans around, 425 people per million have died. Uh, but if you look at New York by itself, 1,669 per million are dying. So more than three times out of Sweden. If you look at New Jersey, that's worse than New York. 1,763 per million are dying. And in fact, 46% of all the deaths in entire America is from New York and New Jersey. And half of those deaths, 50%, are from the nursing homes. And then 97% of those deaths were over 65. So, yeah, that's what we're shutting down the entire economy for. So what you need to do, you don't need to fight a virus because 45% of your DNA is virus. What we need to do is strengthen your immune system, strengthen our economy to stop um, the, the interruption in services like food, clothing, and shelter. Because when we're looking at today, actually the article came out last week, 29 million evictions uh, that are coming up by September. Now, if you're good at math, there's around 330 million people in America, so that means about 10% of America will be homeless. Uh, now, how can the government get involved in that? Well, if they say, look, you guys can't be evicted, what about the people that own the apartment buildings? Okay, then you guys don't need to make your payments to the bank. Well, what about the money the bank is loaning? Oh, okay, well, you guys don't need to fund the, the credit card companies. You understand, if, if you can start to get in, in get into common sense mode. We work to support our economy. If the people don't work, there's no economy. If there's no economy, there's no food. Okay, so we have to get people back to work. Does that make sense? It should. Now, when we talk about arthritis, okay, um, I've got some experiences. When I was 22 years old, I fell off a three-story building, shattering my right patellar, my right kneecap. Um, and then when I was 30, about eight years later, I was walking across the street and I get hit by a car. Both my legs broken, my sternum fractured, skull fractured, heart bruised, front teeth knocked out. I mean, a wreck. Uh, so I actually got pretty good at fixing joints because after four operations, after the first one I felt better, and these were all arthroscopic surgeries, then they started to get less and less stable and I started to think, hey, wait a second, they're taking parts out. And so I did a huge study on knee regeneration, meniscus regeneration, and how the body can regenerate. And we're gonna get into that because your joints can regenerate. But let's, let's divide all the arthritis into two different types. 
One, uh, the most common, which is osteoarthritis. It's also called degenerative joint disease. It's also called degenerative disc disease. What's unusual about uh, osteoarthritis, arth means joint, itis means uh, inflammation. So I just said joint inflammation. Um, However, osteoarthritis is a non-inflammatory arthritidy. That means that even though I called it joint arthritis or joint inflammation, it's really not. It's also not a disease, even though it's called degenerative joint disease. It's not a disease. It's actually the end result of a trauma. So if you wonder why I'm saying stuff that what, what the medical literature says it is, it really isn't, is because the medical literature made a mistake years ago, and they did not go back in and correct it. Um, and that is common practice. Now, the other type is going to be the autoimmune diseases, and this is where uh, supposedly the body is attacking itself, which doesn't really happen, but we're going to get into that. And this is called rheumatoid arthritis, um, and it, you could also call all the rheumatic diseases. So that's scleroderma, lupus, psoriatic arthritis, polyomyositis. I mean, there's a number of different rheumatic diseases. Um, now, the, let's get into the rheumatoid arthritis or rheumatic diseases right now. Now, this is the most common chronic disease in the world. It affects about 1% of the population. Uh, now, according to the CDC, um, the, the immune system attacks the synovium or the, the capsule around it. And this is the capsule that surrounds your joints, resulting in thickening of the synovium, which is going to destroy the joint cartilage. Now, interesting, is that the cause or the end result? Now, when you look at the Mayo Clinic, uh, quote, doctors don't know what starts this process, although genetic components appear likely, where your genes don't actually cause rheumatoid arthritis, they can make you more susceptible to environmental factors, such as infection, viruses, bacteria, anything that may trigger the disease. When we look at the real causes of RA, it's all things that can negatively affect your immune system. Number one, man, vaccinations, antibiotics, medications, environmental toxins, um, processed foods, sedentary lifestyle. Turns out if you don't move a joint, it wears out. And chronic stress, physical, chemical, and emotional stress. Now, we know our population is sick. Um, We know that 54% of our kids have a chronic illness or disease. We know that 60% of all of our adults have a chronic illness or disease that they will literally never get over, never. Um, So we do have a high-stress lifestyle. Now, this is hugely important because let's, let's just look at vaccines. Okay, now this is out of the Journal of Autoimmunity and looking at the 1980s, here, quote, the hepatitis B vaccine. During the 1980s, genetically engineered hepatitis B vaccines were introduced in the United States. A large series of autoimmune conditions have been reported following the hepatitis B vaccines, despite that the hepatitis B vaccines have been reported to be generally well tolerated. Well, when you look at the vaccine inserts, it says adults receiving HPV or HBV had significant increased odds for multiple sclerosis, vastic optic neuritis, vasculitis, arthritis. Why would arthritis? 
Well, because you're injecting this, and this is going to trigger an inflammatory or a TH2 response. It even says out of the Journal of Autoimmunity that it can cause rheumatoid arthritis because it does put foreign proteins into the system. Now, what kind of medications do they use to treat it? So, you know, we know vaccines is a contributing factor, but what kind of things do they give you? Well, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, ibuprofen, Motrin, Aleve, Advil. Now, those are anti-inflammatory drugs. Then they'll give corticosteroids, or, such as prednisone. Um, if those aren't working, then they go to the disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. And if those don't work, then they go to biological agents like Humira or, or Renica. Now, we know that Tylenol and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories destroy the building block of cartilage. So let's say you got somebody with rheumatoid arthritis and arthritis. Do you want to give them a drug like uh, ibuprofen, Aleve, Tylenol that destroys their joint cartilage? No, that's foolishness. Now, one in three Americans takes acetaminophen or Tylenol. And, and this is the leading cause of liver failure. And when we look at Tylenol, it's going to have um, dulled emotional responses, increased asthma risk, uh, can negatively affect the skin, blood cancer. Um, so when you're, when you're looking at this, don't you think, hey, shouldn't we like maybe look into uh, where all these chronic conditions are, particularly when we're talking about SARS-CoV-2 or, you know, the, the response to something that seems to be no more dangerous than the flu. Um, at least if you're 99.8% of the population, you will not, if you get it, you will recover fine. Now, um, when we look at how joints are. First, let's look at arthritis has a mechanical problem. Now, all of the joints in the body, there are two bones coming together surrounded by a joint capsule. And there has to be a super filtrate of blood that filters out into that joint capsule to create synovial fluid. And this is super exciting because that means those joints are hydraulic. Now, when we look at a normal neck, and I'm going to have some x-rays here, the top of the neck should actually be lined up over the bottom. Now, for every one inch the head's forward, the pressure on the disc double. Now, it takes three to five years to see a bone change on x-ray. So when we see a little bone change, we can guesstimate when the, the trauma originally occurred. When we see a significant amount, again, we can guesstimate at the minimal of time that it, that it took to cause damage. Now, when we look, and this is, figure I taught the biomechanics lab, I taught human dissection, um, I, I taught four different techniques. So the Bible that we used was Kirkcaldy and Willis, and this was the second edition, Managing Low Back Pain. I mean, this is like the Bible when it comes to arthritis. Uh, and let me quote, and, and wait, before I quote this, you got to know what they're doing is they're looking at cadaver samples. So they take cadaver samples out of young people that were young that died and people that were old that died. And they put them through torsion, compression, twisting to see how the joints are faring. So, quote, degenerative changes do not appear unless the joint has been damaged by trauma. Many elderly joints proved to be just as strong in torsion and compression as the younger ones. 
Furthermore, degenerated joints appear to be stiffer than normal, but fail before healthier ones. This is a typical mechanical characteristic of scar tissue, um, and scar implies injury. Absolutely it does. So when we look at how the body is laid out, the blood health is hugely important. I mean, if you go in and see um, blood from, say, a 70-year-old that's healthy and beautiful and strong, or blood from a 40-year-old that starts to clump together, those two differences are going to radically affect the joints and radically affect the health. And we know that blood um, can thicken up under stress. But let's look at the discs. Now, the disc is a ligament of 80 interconnecting rings. Now, each of these rings, um, and, and it literally connects the bone to bone, they have really poor blood supply in the spine. They get their nutrients through movement. That means if you have incorrect movement, you're going to have incorrect nutrients and incorrect disc height. Now, if that disc height starts to compress because of the lack of movement or, or abnormal function, that disc loses its nutrients. And so the bone comes down on top of the other one, and that becomes unstable because it's supposed to have that disc in between. Uh, and the disc gets their nutrients through movement or imbibition. Now, if the disc doesn't get its nutrients from that trauma, then the bone starts to distort. Now, ignorant but well-meaning doctors will call it a bone spur. However, that's not what it is. It's the body laying down extra bone in order to stabilize unstable segments. And that's hugely important because that's exactly what the body does. So, that, so does that mean that arthritis is literally the body regenerating itself or stabilizing unstable segments to try and protect itself? Absolutely it does. And that's hugely important when we think about uh, the COVID crazies is your body is actually designed to live on this planet and it's designed to be healthy. So when we look at the, the alteration of function, alteration of movement and from a trauma, and then the body starts to distort these joints in order to stabilize or pr protect it, that's hugely important. Now, all of this has an effect on the automatic nervous system. Now, automatic nervous system, again, that's vitally important because it literally is how your body responds to the environment. Now, let's say you have a trauma. Bam. Okay, trauma. And it could be physical, chemical, or emotional trauma. Um, what happens instantly, let's say it's a physical trauma, your body goes into the fight-or-flight state. That means that uh, resting, digesting, repairing are not going to be your your forte it's it's going to be a bit more of a challenge so resting digesting or repairing that's the parasympathetic nervous system is located in the neck and in the pelvis so let's just say that you had um, some type of neck neck trauma like a whiplash trauma um, all of a sudden your muscles on the back because that head's been whipped forward are going to tighten up and increase in tone. Now the muscles that run down either side of your spine, you don't have conscious control over this. So let's say that you're an office worker and you've got um, the chronic neck pain 
and then you're starting to get chronic pain in the hands or chronic shoulder issues or elbow issues or tendonitis in the elbow, shoulder, spine, anywhere in the upper extremity. If you have tendonitis, that means there's decreased blood supply to those joints. And the tendon, which should have a healthy um, fluid around it, doesn't have healthy fluid. Let's say in this is the end result of a trauma. So if you've had, going back to the scenario of a whiplash trauma, head's been thrown forward um, that, that causes the muscles to spasm out to protect the joint. The muscle spasms decrease the motion of the joint. You decrease the motion of the joint, then that decreases the disc height. Decreasing the disc height destabilizes that joint, so the body's going to lay down extra bone spurs in order to stabilize it. Now, how do you correct this autonomic dysfunction? Well, you can go to a chiropractor and they'll restore the normal position and motion of the vertebrae, which will start to um, get the nutrients back in the disc. And when that disc starts to fill up with healthy fluid and becomes of a more normal configuration, then the bone spurs aren't needed and the bone spurs will go away. So, I mean, it's, it's really kind of exciting to think, oh my gosh, wait a second, those tight shoulders that I've had for years, maybe that's my body protecting an old injury from a sporting injury 20 years earlier. So it's really listening to your body and respecting it. But realize that if you've had physical, chemical, or emotional trauma over years, that automatic nervous system is going to throw you into the fight-or-flight state. And so I'm going to show a couple of case studies, you know, some that have significant buckling um, or, or lateral deviation, people that have had real trauma. And consequently, they also have high blood pressure, anxiety, sleep problems. And so you can go in there and correct those. Let's say that you've had a post-surgery that was a failure. Well, that's about 90% of them. So the only way to check that or to see how you can correct it is to do bending films. That means that you stand up and it's going to be weight-bearing and you're going to bend all the way to one side and all the way to the other side. That is literally the key on how to get the body corrected. We're also going to be checking a couple of things. Yeah. Um, we're going to be going over not just case studies, but also blood health. Because I'm going to bring in some patients who've had bullet wounds in their neck, who've had multiple surgeries, severe traumas. I mean, really, really um, people that have had big, big time pressure. Um, and what's neat is the body still recovers. It really does. And, and you can actually start to see that when, um, here, think of this. Uh, do you want to just treat the symptoms? Or would you like to restore normal function, motion, and physiology? Obviously, you're, you want to restore everything back to normal. And that's what um, uh, ligamentous-based exercises are going to do. So if you treat the symptoms of, um, of, say, arthritic pain with a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory or some type of chemical, uh, your body can end up having more of a challenge because you're not dealing with the actual uh, causative factor. So knowing that the most common type of arthritis is 
degenerative disc disease. It's literally um, called a disease, even though it's not. Then uh, your body, if you can correct the physical trauma, the chemical trauma, and the emotional component, by God, you can get that person better. And that's called reversing arthritis. Uh, one of the, the and I'm going to run through a bunch of these. But number one, if you've had a low back injury, low back um, pelvis, and we're going to run through all of the art, art, arthritic therapies that you could do now. Even though we have a separate talk on pelvic support, a separate talk on lumbar, a separate talk on cervical, this is more of a rough overview. If you um, have a low back injury, always get that pelvic support checked because a trochanter support, which is just a wide belt that goes around the base of the um, one inch below the top of the pelvic um, bone, this stabilizes the, an unstable pelvis. And people with long-term low back pain, scoliosis, sedentary lifestyle, uh, and particularly if you've gone to a chiropractor, got adjusted, then got back in the car and got back home and said, oh, man, the pain's back, you know, they're missing the component. And that pelvic instability is hugely important. So definitely, when you're looking at low back injuries or even neck injuries, make sure you get that pelvis checked. And there's ways also to turn sitting into therapy. We're going to cover that um, tonight. But you're going to see, you're going to uh, take something, the, the diameter of a liter bottle of water, so about three, four inches in diameter. And it could be a foam piece, it could be a water bottle, it could be a rolled up towel, anything. But if you place this, the bottom of that four inch diameter um, cylinder, at the bottom of your elbows is the bottom of the roll, and put it back there for 20 minutes, take it out for 10 minutes, that's going to be a fantastic um, exercise for not just the low back, but it's also going to be for the neck. We're also going to cover knee regeneration. And this is the same thing for the cervical or for the shoulder, where you're going to distract it. And when we look at meniscus, a lot of doctors, they're phenomenally ignorant about meniscus, but there's avascular parts, which means it doesn't have blood vessels, um, and then there's vascularized parts, and the vascularized part is not in the force loading. So think of this. You've got the largest joint in the body. You've got a plateau on the tibia, and then you've got the femur holding the entire weight of your body on that. So that's underneath a huge compressive force load every time you're standing or walking. So obviously, if blood vessels were on that cartilage, it would be compressed. So they're, they're, when doctors say it's avascular, that means there's no blood vessels, it doesn't mean acellular. The cells in there get their nutrients from the synovial fluid or the superfiltrated blood. So what we have to do is make sure the blood's healthy. And this is why diabetics don't have healthy um, joints because typically the blood can't filter out into the joints to get the synovial fluid, and most joints are hydraulic. They need that synovial fluid. They need that, that hydraulic cushion in there to protect the joint. And then if you distract the joint, and, and this I'm going to show with a 10-pound weight per leg how to create inflammation, because that's what you want. You want to create an inflammatory response and have this start to heal. I mean, just fantastic. Then all the other things that you could do, because you, I know what you're saying, well, my joints hurt. I don't like being uncomfortable, but I don't want to, um, 
to take something that damages the joints. Absolutely. So let's look at how your joints break down and how they build up. That breakdown process is called an oxidative stress or oxidative metabolic process. Now that comes from poor diet, drugs, vaccines, pollution. Um, wearing a mask will put you under oxidative stress. So all of that stuff breaks the tissue down. Building it is antioxidants, and those can neutralize these free radicals that cause the destruction. So this is where vitamin K2 and, and RA, great article out of Modern Rheumatology, they talk about how vitamin K2 uh, induced mineralization of the bone and helped reduce um, and and destroyed the cells of the rheumatoid arthritis that was in the synovial membrane. Curcumin, again, out of Arthritis Research Journal, uh, that the strategy may support regeneration of cartilage using turmeric and curcumin. Come on, it can't be that simple. But it is. See, if you give the body the right nutrients, the body has a chance to regenerate. And so we're going to cover all this but know what we have to do, and here's the keys. We're going to cover a lot of case studies tonight on how to reverse arthritis, but we have to take care of our world. We've got to clean up our food system, clean up the health care, clean up our environment, uh, totally change the politics, because I do live in the empire of California, and we've got to take care of our, <laughs> I mean, literally our infrastructure, how we build food. The world is changing. The world is changing rapidly. Make sure that you have food at home, and I'm talking at least six months of food. Canned food, dried food, rice and beans is good. Make sure that you have a water source at home. Uh, there are going to be food shortages this coming winter. By September, there will be 29 million evictions going in. Um, so that's going to be about 10% of America will be homeless. It's time to circle the wagons, get our friends together, take care of each other, and we will create a more beautiful, harmonious world after this insanity. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.